unsolved crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. <laughs> hey, welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 94. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses in March. You've already said that this month. Oh, damn. In... You've already said England. spring, too. Uh-huh. We're in England. We are. We're always in England. Yeah. Well, well most of the time. Apart from when we go on holiday. <laughs> What are you talking about? Today I'm talking about the green children of Woolpit. Not Shrek's weird kids either. I knew it. I knew there was a Shrek joke coming. I knew you couldn't resist. What are you talking about? Today I'll be talking about La Mancha Negra, which is basically weird goop. You love to talk about weird, boring goop. <laughs> it's like your favourite thing to talk about. I'm sure this is like the third time you talked about strange goo. It is, yeah. How Kentucky many different... Meat Shower, Oakville Blobs, and now La Mancha Negra. How many strange kinds of goop could you possibly... You wait, I'll keep pulling it out. Yeah, so well, not Kate literally. Different <laughs> here with weird goo. Goop requests. But before that... <laughs> the news. The news. This week's news is from The Guardian and The Mirror, which are both British newspapers. If you didn't think things could get worse than 2021, then get ready because Japan's famous killing stone has broken in half and releasing the evil spirit trapped inside. Japan's what now? Mm. According to mythology, the stone is called Sesho Seki and contained the spirit of the transformed corpse of Tamamo no Mei, a beautiful woman who was involved in a plot hatched by a warlord to kill Emperor Toba who was in power between 1107 and 1123. This doesn't sound very nice. It's not. However, at heart, Tamamo no Mei wasn't actually a beautiful woman. She was an evil nine-tailed fox. Oh. The stone is located in Tochigi Mountains near Tokyo. Obviously. The Chiki Mountains? Tochigi. Oh. Obviously, Japan. And it has been split nearly perfectly in half. Oh my goodness. Even if it wasn't the prison for an evil spirit, people are still worried because legend has it that the volcanic rock spews poisonous gas, which is why it's been called the Killing Stone. So they are now concerned that the stone is open and thus poisonous gas will be everywhere. Oh no. It wasn't split on purpose though. Disappointingly, experts think it was just rainwater that entered through a small gap in the rock and split it open. But since it was such a big tourist attraction, they're looking to try and fuse the rock back together. So if you see a giant nine-tailed fox wreaking havoc anywhere, that's who it is. Give us a call. In the meantime, I will go and superglue the rock. Get yourself to a place of safety and then give us a ring. Mm. Yeah. No, I want you to FaceTime me as you're fleeing from the creature. Send me a TikTok. <laughs> Pop the creature. Put a fun trending song on it. Oh my god, you know what you should do? Snapchat video it, put a filter on it. Like the dog one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be funny. Do they still even do the dog one? I feel like I'm so out of touch with I don't Snapchat. think so, no. Oh. Put one of the beauty filters on it. Yeah. Because that's all Snapchat does now. Yes. Anyway, let's talk about some spooky stuff. Well, some weird stuff, I suppose, today. So my sources are historicuk.com, wikipedia, historyofyesterday.com, and ancient-origins.net. Oh, a classic. So there are many different accounts of these children across history. Some are in-depth, while others are brief. But I'm going to give you what I could find online. So Woolpit is a village in Suffolk, England. 
its like old English name is Wolf Pit, I think. It was like pits to trap the wolves in. And the village dates back to the early 12th century, which is when this story is set. So real, real long ago, old, absolute yonks. It was about 1150, the year, when a group of villagers came across two young children. <laughs> I figured it wasn't the time. It was at 10 to 12. Well, you don't know. Sorry, <laughs> so I want to be more specific in case you were confused. A group of villagers came across two young children who were acting extremely strange. It was a brother and a sister, with the brother being the youngest. The two were acting nervously and speaking gibberish. Their clothes were made from an unfamiliar material, and they looked pretty normal, besides the fact that they had green skin. Okay. Confused on what to do, the children, described as being feral, were brought to a local landowner named Richard Decane. Richard was also confused, obviously, and offered the children some food, as a good host does, but he was surprised when the kids refused all of the food, even though they looked extremely hungry and malnourished. This confused Richard even more, but he gave shelter to the strange children. Oddly enough, they refused food the whole time they were there, at this point, until one day. Now, it's unknown for obvious reasons how they got a hold of them, but the kids literally only ate broad beans raw. And that was it. The sources say either neighbours had recently farmed the beans and brought them over, or the kids just straight up dug them out the ground and ate them from the dirt in Richard's garden. But the beans were the only food that they would eat. They continued to live under the care of Richard, and slowly, over time, they got used to eating, you know, other foods other than just raw beans, especially bread. They began learning English, and their skin slowly faded back to the normal skin colour, you know, that they had, rather than having a green hue. Richard even had them baptised. Well, I was worried that my story was going to be crap, but you just told me about some bean kids. Some broad bean-eating kids. Listen, <laughs> I thought you'd think it was fun. Well, interesting, because I'm just going to tell you about a sad thing. It wasn't long until the boy died from illness, oh. and only the older girl remained. As she grew, her English skills became stronger and stronger, until she was eventually able to tell her story of where she came from. And now she's Queen Elizabeth. And now she's me. <laughs> the girl said that she and her brother were from a strange underground land named the Land of St. Martin. She said the light there was like twilight and the sun never shone and everything there is green. One day, her and her brother were herding the farmer's cattle in their homeland and the cattle roamed into a cave and the kids became lost when they followed them in. They suddenly heard a loud noise and found themselves in Woolpit. Confused and afraid of the sunlight, they followed the sound of church bells until they discovered the locals. So as she grew older, Richard gave the name Agnes to the girl, and she worked for him for several years before she married a man, also called Richard, different Richard, and had a child. So what is your theory on these kids? Why are they green? Beans. You think because they eat beans, they're green? Yeah, it's like when you eat too many carrots, you're orange, aren't you? I don't think that's true. It's totally true. Um, It's totally true. I've seen orange people. I don't think... <laughs> With my own eyes. I don't think it's because of carrots. Yeah. Carrot juice. Are you insane? Raw. Let me look this up. Have I been duped for this many years? Dude, I don't think carrots make you orange. Years ago, when I first began juicing, this is from a juice blog, I looked down one day and saw that the palms of my hands had turned a rusty orange colour. When I looked in the mirror, I noticed that my face looked orange as well. Assuming it must be from the beta carotene in the carrots, I continued on with my program. Ooh. 
So you think because they were eating raw green beans, sorry, broad beans. What does a what does a broad bean look like? The broad ones. Are they green? Yeah, yeah they are, right? Yeah. You think because they ate so many broad beans, they became green? Yeah. Okay, well, here are some ideas from online that aren't that, because no one had thought of that. Maybe you've just cracked this. They just they <laughs> It ate seems so like the obvious be- choice. And then when they stopped eating broad beans, they weren't green anymore. Why were they so into beans? Maybe it was like the food that they had. Maybe they were like feral kids, you know what I mean? Maybe they were like in the wilderness with someone. I don't know. It's like, what, the 12th century? Um, and maybe the most bountiful food were green foods. So let's get into some other theories. Sickness is an obvious answer. I'm sorry, I want another go. You can't just... After you mocked my go, sickness is another obvious answer. Yeah. Jaundice, but green. Yeah, okay, it's called um, hyperchromic anemia. (laughs) Obvious. Sickness is another possible answer. Hyperchromic anemia, I believe, is what it's called. It's a condition caused by a poor diet, and it can turn a person's skin green. A very poor diet, obviously, not just like some crisps. But once you eat a normal amount of food, your skin returns to its regular colour. Which was the case for these kids, after they started eating, you know, not just beans all the time. Yeah, not only green foods. It would also make sense as to why the kids were malnourished. Even And if they were poor, it's not entirely impossible that they, you know would be confused by the foods that Richard was offering them if they were feral or, you know, living outside or whatever. It would also explain why their skin returned to normal. But another idea is arsenic poisoning. So a common reason for long-term arsenic exposure is contaminated drinking water. And it's possible they became sick and then their parents or guardians just kind of abandoned them in the forest. Yeah, or they were kind of abandoned in the forest at first and then they were drinking whatever water sources were available and that was making them sick. Also... A fun theory. Aliens. Of course. I know, it sounds crazy, because aliens always do in random stories about the 12th century. But this idea was first proposed in 1621 by a man called Robert Burton, who brought up the the idea that the green kids fell from heaven. Stop it. But it wasn't hard for this idea to spiral, especially because the kids mentioned, you know, obviously they were literally green, and also they (laughs) they talked about being from a strange, unknown land. This was also brought up far more recently in 1996 by Duncan Lunan, who hypothesized, I almost called him Duncan Lunkin, who <laughs> hypothesized that the children were accidentally transported to Woolpit from their home planet, which is trapped in synchronous orbit around the sun, with one side of the planet being frozen and dark and the other side being fiery hot, meaning that the only inhabitable section of the planet would be stuck in the Twilight Zone constantly. Stop. You like that one? No. They could be from a different timeline. It's the beans, man. I don't know. It's all in the beans. A more realistic idea, and a largely accepted one by most people, is that they were Flemish immigrants. So in the 12th century, the immigrants arrived in England, and many were persecuted after Henry II became king in 1154. Mm -hmm. So many of them were killed nearby Bury St. Edmunds, which is a market town just a short drive away from Mulpit. Got a great pub there. Yeah, we went, we went there. <laughs> called Gastronomy. If you want some vegan eatery, go over to Gastron- Gastronomy in Bury St. Edmunds. This is where no one pays us for ads. Yeah, because we hype everyone up, but it's so good, man. I'm not going to lie to the people. If the children were children of Flemish immigrants, lost and confused alone in the forest, it would make sense as to why people didn't recognise the language that they were speaking and think they were speaking gibberish and wearing weird clothes, you know, like unfamiliar clothes. But this combined with the poor, you know, green skin diet thing could be could be the answer. It's the most widely accepted answer. 
However, it is argued that their new guardian, Richard, was very educated and would likely at least recognise Flemish if not be able to speak it. So, who knows? What if they were raised by ogres? They could be. In the woods. They could just be very small, uneducated children from a forest village and didn't know their address and had sickness. Like, you can combine the sickness with anything and have, like, a... What if a magical witch cursed some a family in the woods one day, turning them into ogres? Kate said, this story's really boring and I need to fix it. And then they had two children, a little girl and a little boy. But then one day the ogres were attacked by the people in the neighbouring village and had to flee. But they didn't realise they'd left their children behind because one got stuck in a wolf hole. The other child helped that child out of the wolf hole and they were stuck in the woods for months. However, where they were far away from their parents that had been cursed, as time went on, their skin slowly turned back to normal and they were normal children again. What about Richard? What about him? They, their skin turned normal after they lived with him for a while because yeah, he was they feeling were away normal from their food. for a while. No, no. Oh! Correlation does not equal causation, my dear friend. Because they're far, far away from their ogre parents, they lose their ogre mm. heritage. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. Because they're not going to remember who they are. They're going to think they're humans. And one day... Maybe they are. It's just a spell, isn't it? Yeah, but in Shrek, they put a spell on Fiona and she's a full ogre. Like, she isn't just green. She is ogre-ish. Yeah, but the spell wasn't on them. (laughs) Spoilers. Spoilers in case you haven't seen this movie from 2001. Um, Yeah, but the spell wasn't on them. It was on their parents. So why did it affect them? Because they were born into ogreism. Oh, I see. Half ogre. Birthed from ogre. But also, this is just bullshit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to do the scare scale? How scary are the green kids? They're not. They didn't do anything. They did nothing wrong. Well, they're green, though. <laughs> Whoa, scary. Green, feral kids eating raw beans out the dirt. You don't think that's kind of scary? One. <laughs> Danger? Oh, three, I guess. Like, it's dangerous that children were left unattended. Okay, how likely do you think that green children existed in the 12th century? I'm going to say like three and a half because any number of things could have caused them to be green. I don't believe it. I think (laughs) that the 12th century was absolutely whack, you know? I think just random stuff was happening all the time. There's bare illnesses that don't exist anymore. There could have been a green person illness. I don't know. There's still a yellow person illness. We have jaundice. Yeah, I mean, there is. It's kind of... We have scarlet fever. You're joking, that's another colour. Too many colours. What about... Where's blue goo? How about... What is it? Chartreuse fever? Is that the green you one? You can't just put fever on it. Are you Are you dumb? That's the Did green one. Did you just say it? chartreuse? Chartreuse is green, isn't it? Yeah, but that's not what it's called. I've come up with a new one. Oh, it's called extinct tab. I thought you meant hypochromic anemia. No. Obviously, right, okay. I know what hypochromic anemia is. <laughs> okay, what are your ideas? Uh, well, you already know my favourite, ogres. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hypochromic anemia. Chartreuse fever. I'm sure it's chartreuse the is yellow, you know. It's the beans. Uh, what else it's is It's the beans. The beans. Were there any other... Oh, I guess aliens. I'm not buying into it, though. You don't? Think about the planet. That's half night, half dark no. in the middle part. Okay. Right aliens, but I'm not happy about it. Uh, who else do we have? 
I don't know. What would you do if you saw a green child? Ask them if they were all right. Oh, yeah, fair. I forget that this is the modern times and you just, like, call the police. <laughs> that yeah. There's a lost child in the woods and it's green. Yeah, I don't just take them in. This is my own. <laughs> you are mine now. That's what we did with that octopus. <laughs> I suppose you are mine. Oh, we talked about that on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, we guys. did. Uh, we got shipped a mysterious octopus. Yeah, that's, it's not a real octopus. Yeah, that's that's the end of that story. But it is large. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Thanks for telling me about them green men. It's okay. If you like the podcast for some reason and you want to follow us on social media, you can do that at Myths Magic Pod. You can also head over to patreon.com forward slash Myths Magic Murder. Over on Patreon, we give you whatever you want to see, basically. We have video footage of us. Well, I do. Abby doesn't because she always messes hers up. Um, <laughs> we've got a little extra thing over there. We've got a little whisper challenge currently um and we have other things that you can catch up on over there you guys can chat amongst yourselves you can chat to us live your best life you can give as little or as much as you want a month and you get 10 percent off our merchandise which you can view over on mythmagicmurder.com goodness me and if you have any referrals or submissions that you want to tell us something that's happened to you tell us something that you want to hear on the podcast you can do that on the website or if you have any haunted happenings terrifying tales or spooky stories you can email us on mythsmagicandmurder at gmail.com let's hear about this goo then all right my sources are wikipedia todayifoundout.com grunge.com and an archived article from the seattle times that sounds good yeah okay so la mancha negra or the black stain is a weird black goo that no one can explain. Venom. Venom. It all started back in 1986, when workers were patching up the asphalt on a highway between Caracas and the airport. Caracas being the capital city of Venezuela, located along the Guiar River in the northern part of the country, and housing between three to four million people. When workers first saw the black stain... They weren't overly phased because it was only 50 yards or 46 metres long and it was just a black smudge on the road. So they might have just thought it was an oil slick or something. Uh, totally normal, totally explainable. But then it started to spread. It was soon covering an eight mile or 13 kilometre stretch of the highway and no one could get rid of it. In case you were wondering, it has a squidgy texture. Nice. Similar to chewed up bubble gum or a gummy bear oh that yeah. sounds like it would be good to squish but it's not just normal goo it grows in the heat and wet and shrinks in the cold and dry Ew. yeah along the stretch of road the goo thrived in the tunnels and uphill slopes by the airport this sounds marketable i feel like i'd purchase it but the road couldn't just be closed because it was a highway connecting the city and the airport they did shut it for like four days a week whenever they could but obviously you need it to yeah. get people in and out so it was getting a lot of traffic at all times of the year what didn't help was that the goo was super slippery for all vehicles and in the years of 1987 to 1992 there were 1,800 deaths attributed to La Mancha Negra oh my goodness dangerous um, goo bad scary goo. bad goo <laughs> And by 1992, the goo had made its way to the city itself. At this point, the Venezuelan government just about shit itself and spent millions of dollars on investigating the goo. 
They reached out to the USA, Canada, and different European countries, asking for experts to help them with their goo problem. The Ministry of Transport and Communications got involved, thinking it was a paste made of oil and dust from the roads. So they were like, oh, it's fine, it's going to rain tomorrow. So they just left it alone. But then that scuppered that thought, because it didn't wash away. But before they gave up on that idea entirely, they tried pressure washing it away with both water and with pressurised air. But the goo still remained. Fire? I don't know. I'm sure someone's tried fire. Hmm. Ice and then smash it and then blend it and then set it on fire. Chuck it in the wood chipper. Yeah. Done. The whole road. This, this doesn't work the same way as Annabelle <laughs> because the goo would just reform. You need uh, to you need to get rid of it. Oh my god. Eat it. She's going in Eat there the with goo. the pink stuff. Yeah. I'm going to show up with a fork. <laughs> I am going to say I'm ready to ra. You put it in here. <laughs> you put a little napkin on yourself. If like you haven't listened cravat. to the Tara episode, please listen to it. It's so funny. It's so much better than any of our episodes will ever be. Yeah, it's true. So as well as just blasting it with water, they tried scrubbing at it with a variety of detergents, which did nothing. Scraping layers of it away, but it would just come back. And finally, the government decided to pour tons of ground limestone on top of it to dry it up. Which did work for a while, but while it was working, all of the citizens that drove on this road would complain that they literally couldn't breathe because of all the dust on the road. Mm. So you've just replaced a problem with a problem. If they had a scrub daddy, this wouldn't be an issue. (laughs) That only lasted so long, because by January of 1996, La Mancha Negra had made its return. This prompted Germany to ship over specialist cleaning equipment, which fixed the problem, until 2001. Oh my gosh, this is recent then. Where the mysterious goo resurfaced again. There was a question about how much effort the companies were actually putting into the black, like getting rid of the black sludge, because they got paid every time they went back to clean it. Yeah. Um, Also, sort of the pressure washing and the that kind of thing, was all done by local businesses. So it was kind of the idea that, oh, maybe they just want, like, repeat business so they won't do, like, a cracking job every time. Right. But Germany's not going to get very much repeat business because they're they're coming over with specialist equipment. Yeah. So. So what is La Mancha Negra? Well, they did analysis of it and found that there was dust, oil, and random organic and synthetic materials comprising the substance. Which doesn't really say much, to be honest. No, that's the vaguest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And that stuff doesn't just rise out of the floor for no reason and refuse to leave. The analysis of the weird liquid is also part of the reason that we don't know why it's there. Theories were put forward that it's actually raw sewage running downhill from nearby slums. But if that's the case, then surely that would be easy enough to spot in an analysis. Yeah, well it would be. We all know what sewage is made of. Yeah. Run a test for poop. If you find it, that's what it is. Always run a poop test, regardless of what you're doing. You there. Halt. Do a poop test. It's too early. Another theory was that the government had cheaped out on the asphalt they'd used on the roads originally. And when the temperatures got warm and humid, the oil would like leak through the road, like seep through, and create La Mancha Negra. Because it would mix with the dust on the road and kind of thicken up a bit. Right. Which seems like a decent theory. However, the Ministry of Transport and Communications said in their resu- in their report that it had nothing to do with the composition of the asphalt. And surely that would be a lot easier to clean up. That's true. I really thought that one had some... Had some clout, yeah. yeah. That felt good. 
The most widely accepted theory is that because petrol prices are cheaper in Venezuela, a lot of the citizens drive older sort of fuel guzzling cars that might be leaking onto the roads because they're older. So this build up of like crap on the road manifests itself as the black goo. But why would it thrive better in tunnels and hills? Like on the hills? Surely it would collect at the foot of the hill. Yeah, it would like leak down. Yeah, rather than on the hill itself. In 1992, allegations were thrown around regarding the goo, and people were saying that Carlos, Carlos Andre Perez's political opponents were intentionally spreading the substance on the ground to make him look like a bad leader because he was unable to fix the problem. Right. But on the flip side, this could have been him trying to save face, because if you've got a problem you can't solve, who better to blame it on than your opponents? Mm -hmm. People also doubted how much had actually been spent on analysing the substance. Surely it wouldn't have cost billions if the analysing only told us it was dust, oil, and random stuff. Yes. So people I could have told you that, <laughs> even at a sniff. So people thought it was a conspiracy for corruption within the government, and that they were actually spending the money that was used on treatment and analysing on their back pockets or other less politically popular projects. Mm. Alternatively, could have been a weird attempt at boosting tourism, I suppose. I have no doubt that lots of people would have flocked to go see this weird black goo. I would like to see it. It was in newspapers. You know what I mean? The Seattle Times did a piece on it. It's weird black goo. I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the issue's resolved itself for the minute because Google Maps doesn't show any black stretches on the road and there aren't any recent news reports talking about the sticky road or its fatalities. So if you are in Venezuela, let me know if it's there, because I want to go see it. But it could come back, even if it's not. Personally, I think it's aliens. Gotta be. Hey, right? Weird substance on the ground that keeps coming back and no one can explain it. Aliens. Or spirits messing stuff up. That's always the easiest thing to go to. And also it's the most exciting when you need to talk about something. Aliens. Aliens, yeah. We've seen Venom. He's black goo. Well, I actually haven't seen Venom. But we know of him. <laughs> You've seen Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. The best. <laughs> yeah. Um, some dirt in your eye. So, that is La Mancha Negra. Okay. Absolutely bizarre. Really weird. I think it definitely... Do you want to do the scale? Yeah, yeah. Scare. How scary is this goo? Two. Not scary goo. No. I would say two because I feel like one is... Not scary enough. It is weird. And I would be concerned. If this was in my hometown, I'd be crapping myself. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. Three. People did die. What is the likelihood that the goo was there? Five. We know the goo was there. Yeah, the goo was definitely there. You should have written something else for that one. What, the likelihood of what? The it... goo being weird. Okay. Too late. No, it's no, go late. on. No, no. What's the likelihood of the goo being weird? Also five, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> My idea is aliens, straight yeah. up, because um, it's a weird substance that we cannot explain, and that would make sense, because we can't explain aliens. No. Explainians. Corruption. Yeah, I quite like that idea. Yeah, I think that's quite an interesting one. And I guess tourism... But it's very, if you're going to do something with tourism, 
why the heck would it be black goo? Why would you endanger lives here? Like, you just wouldn't, right? I can't really think of anything else. I really thought it was something to do with the roads. But if they said that it's not, then it's not, right? Unless they lied about the results because they wanted to cover it up. Possibly. I mean, they didn't want to admit. Yeah, I mean, it depends. So it said, obviously, this um, Department of Transport and Communications, whatever. I don't know which department like which country's department that was if it's the venezuelan government essentially saying well our fault then it could still be their fault impossible yeah yeah so just poor roads poor roads yeah that's all i have it's a crazy black goo huh weird goo yeah not as weird as the other goos you've mentioned no those were crazy but they fell from the sky so Mm. i couldn't really compete with that no but what's weird obviously i only had four sources for this Barely anyone's talking about the goo. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe people just got bored of it. It keeps Over coming it. back. Bored of it now. You can leave. It's crazy. Get rid of this goo. I'm no longer interested. <laughs> that, that goo is so last week. Yeah. What is this from? 1996? 1986. I'm just saying it's out of style now. Yeah, it is. It's old, boring goo. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Uh, <laughs> please follow us on Spotify, give us a rating, and give us an Apple review. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Ew. Don't listen before bed. Listen before bed. Love you. <laughs>